0: Hello everybody. Tonight we have a very special extra live broadcast from Wild Ginger Running. I am thrilled to say that I am here with somebody very special. He is the author of already three fantastic foul running books. And tonight we are launching his fourth, The Outstanding All or Nothing at All, The Life of Billy Bland. Let me present to you, Steve Chilton. Hi Steve.
1: Hi there, hi. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm just about to crack a bottle of beer to celebrate the launch to the book. So, uh, <laughs> join me in a drink.
0: Fantastic. Yeah, I'm going to join you in some beer as well. So, yeah. we will. I've be... got a
1: bottle for just for Billy. It's a Trappist beer, which you may know if you like beer, made by monks. He has some monkish characteristics, as we may find out.
0: (laughs) A monkish lifestyle, yeah. We'll find out what time he goes to bed in a little bit. Um, It's fantastic to have you on here tonight, Steve. I'm really thrilled that you wanted to launch the book through Wild ginger Running YouTube channel. Um, So, should we just start with anybody who's kind of unfamiliar with the world of fowl running? um, Who is Billy and why have you chosen to dedicate a book to his story?
1: Right, well, uh, fell running is really simply running up and down mountains and it's something that's been going on for uh, many years and it was often uh, in the early days in uh, the North, Yorkshire, Lancashire and the latest areas. Um, Billy was the person that came along when it was becoming more popular, more races, and basically he was the dominant force in fell running for way over a decade and uh, uh, he set some records that still stand now. So he's got a, a really good areas and uh, uh, some fantastic performances, but also a very interesting character. I think the reason I wanted to write the book, because I wanted people to know more of that character, and I hope that I've reached into that character and found the heart of the man by writing this book.
0: Yeah, well, I've started reading the book, and I'm about halfway through. I did skip to all the amazing pictures, some of which I'll be showing in a minute. Um, but yeah, absolutely fascinating history, such a character. Um, and it, it's interesting, This the cover line, first of all, we have a question from Chloe, who's one of my patrons, and she says um, she would like to know how Steve chose the title. Um, is all or nothing or nothing at all, like maybe it's a mantra of Billy's or something?
1: No, it's uh, it's quite strange actually. I'm a massive Bruce Springsteen fan, and it's the title of a Bruce Springsteen song, and it kind of just to me it summed up the character that I was writing about. Billy is very um, binary in the sense he's, he either does it and does it really well, or he won't go there. Um, and he's very much his training, his racing, his lifestyle is all or nothing at all. And I, it just seemed to fit the subject. And then I did that, and then I realised. A lot of Springsteen songs were good for chapter titles. So when you get the book, you'll see um, about him. One's called "Growing Up," the song "Growing Up" from Springsteen. Uh, "My Hometown," "Seeds," "A Man's Job." All the title chapters are Springsteen songs. Which is, uh, I just think it's a rather cool thing to acknowledge someone who helped me a lot when I was traveling up and down the M6 to go and interview Billy was listening to Bruce Springsteen.
0: Ah, that's really cool. I didn't notice that at all because, uh, like, I like Bruce Springsteen, but I'm not a particularly like a massive fan or anything, so I don't know that. Um, that's really cool. Um, is Billy also a massive fan of uh, Bruce Springsteen?
1: No, I don't think he is. But he did tell me as part of his thing, so he went to watch the Kinks in Keswick at the height of their fame. Wow. Or on the way up, at a very small venue in, in Keswick. So he has musical credentials wow
0: very interesting I, we'll have to um we'll have to ask him later as he might be making a guest appearance if we can get the wi-fi to work in Borodale valley uh, where billy obviously lives um he is hopefully going to be joining us for a little bit of a chat in about roughly five or ten minutes time so hang on in there and we will hopefully be hearing from billy um, but first of all a little bit more about you steve so you've already written three books let me just get those up on the screen now for everybody to have a look so you've written um the first one if you've not if you don't know much about fell running definitely get this book it's a general very comprehensive history of fell running it's a hill get over it then there's the round also about the bob graham round um which Billy is obviously very affiliated (laughs) with having held the record for 36 years before Killian tournette came over and uh broke it in 2018 so that's also about The Round and Bob Graham himself, and then there's Running Hard, which is uh, just a spectacular running rivalry, foul running rivalry um, between John Wilde and Kenny Stewart. So um, with those under your belt, Steve, how hard or or maybe easy was it to write this one compared to all the others?
1: Well, it's interesting because uh, somebody pointed out to me that my books have got narrower in subject as I go through the whole of the sport. Part of the sport, around two people, are now down to one. Um, but to me, I and also it's kind of changed. I the other three are really histories of the sport and histories of aspects of the sport. This is a traditional biography, and it is actually quite difficult to write a biography of a living person. It's even more difficult to write a biography of someone as your hero, and he very much is and was my hero. Um, so it was a different thing, um, but I just thought, well. He deserves it. He is such an icon in the sport and in the area that he deserves it. Um, I actually pitched his subject matter to my publisher first off and they said, no, no market, too narrow. It was taken three books selling quite well for them to accept that there is a market and it has already sold well. So it's, it's, that's how the thing came about. And then I had to persuade Billy to actually do it I needed his cooperation. Um, and that didn't come easy i might say yeah,
0: yeah. tell me about that how hard was that because he um yeah he's not very you know he he would never be one to kind of pronounce about his deeds or his amazing achievements or anything um he's very modest isn't
1: he he is and and i don't know that uh, my first attempt was successful i went up the the valley spoke to him and Anne, his wife and they, he said well if i say something i mean it I might offend people. I've got strong opinions. You may not want these opinions. Um, you may not want to write this book. And I went away deflated. I thought, well, you've got to be careful here. You know, I don't want to tread on difficult ground. I don't want to offend people. And then I thought about it. I said, no, I can do that. I can actually get the story of him, get his interests, get his background, and write a really good story. And uh, went back and tried again. And uh, yeah, he came round on the third attempt, I think it was. Um, but yeah, um, and I will probably ask him when he comes on how he's been, making, answering all these these personal questions about his lifestyle and his family and issues that he has. But it's been a fantastic route, and I really enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, yeah, that will be a really interesting question to ask him. I really hope that the Wi-Fi works. Um, And so a bit later on, you are going to read a little bit um, about the book. Uh, You're going to read a little bit from the book, I should say. Um, But do you want to tell us uh, a little bit about your favourite part of the book? Like, uh, no spoilers or anything, we do want people to read the book. But yeah, are there any kind of particular favourite parts that you had?
1: Well, to be honest, my favourite thing about the book was two favourite things. One is the range of uh, topics that we managed to cover because people may not know all his working background. You may, they may not know that he's an h- absolutely high-quality stonemason. They may not know that he worked in the quarry at Honest for the 10 years. They may not know that he was a weatherman for many years, to actually taking weather recordings out on site. They may not know um, his interest in, in nature and how it's been nurtured over the years and how that's produced some of the strong views he has about nature and what he feels about the World Heritage status and, and the things that are happening in Bordeaux. So I think it's that all that extra stuff that people who may know a lot about is running may not know about. That's what interests me about where we've gone with the book. And the other really good thing, and this is a credit to my wife Moira, is that you know, she's did some pen and ink drawings um, to illustrate each chapter. And they, they kind of pick up a theme of what's in that chapter, and have illustrated each chapter. And they're, they're just fabulous illustrations. They just add to the look and the feel of the thing. So, all credit to Maura and my wife for, for doing those.
0: Yeah, I've just popped one of those up on the screen. It's really beautiful. Like She has such an intricacy to her work. You can really get a feel for it through those pen and ink drawings there, and it, I Is it, think it, that's, that's
1: lovely. That's or not? It's Nook Farm. Nook um, oh, okay. Farm. That's where Billy was born, yeah, and uh, the um, if you can see the Nook Farm sign, he actually made that out of slate um, um, at some point, and it's, uh, it's his work. The signage outside the house so
0: yeah. lovely oh that's awesome um, it's fantastic well i'm looking forward to seeing him later and so are a lot of people on the live chat i'm just gonna just to steve to give you a bit of a flavor of um, who's watching live just now i'm just going to read out some nice comments from people so we've got john airy says evening um, and philip haddock says hi as well um, edward price is here he says hi steve uh guy says hi all as well uh, Ruth is here as well sandstone press are actually watching so sandstone press are the publishers and they say happy publication day to you as well um guy wants to know if we'll be doing an audio version yes this will be available as a, a extra special podcast so people can listen to it on the run as well if they don't have time to listen to it just now um and guy also wants to know um do you foul run steve do you want to tell us a little bit about your running background
1: Yes, I, 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 I don't now, unfortunately. I've got a, a body that's falling apart turned uh, fast around me. Um, but yes, I was a very keen fell runner and I've done uh, quite a few of the, the classics. And uh, ones like Snowden, uh, Fairfield, some of those. And yes, I was a, a mid-pack, but very keen fell runner. Um, started from a road running background, uh, marathoning, and then decided I did a lot of hill walking. And I thought, well, why not just run some stuff? So yeah, I did a lot of running. Uh, when I was at my, uh, what you might call a peak, although it's a very low level peak uh, of of fitness. So yeah, I've always been uh, very keen on it. And I I followed the sport and knew Billy as a hero that I never expected to be sitting in his front room and taking notes for a book on him. And that's just been one of the most marvellous things. So yeah, it's, it's come full circle really
0: fantastic and I'll be asking you a little bit about any plans that you can share with us um after Billy comes on um but uh yeah we just got time for a couple more questions uh before we try to get Billy onto the live chat um so um so yeah just could you just tell us a little bit about what it was like in Borrowdale when Billy was growing up I mean it was the 50s electricity was electricity even there yet so yeah, uh-huh. could you just take a little picture for us
1: well, he was born on a farm. Um, no electricity for the first 13 years of his life. Um, born into a farming background, um, and basically, on a lot of freedom. Um, so um, they just—if you know um, Bordale, there's a, a plunge pool at Grange, at the bridge at Grange, uh, and that would be somewhere they'd just go wild swimming. And it wasn't called wild swimming; it was just going for a swim <laughs> uh, but yeah. unsupervised you know it was there was a lot of times when they'd just be out doing stuff playing and uh, he was a very um, keen footballer when he was younger as well so um but it, he lived the valley life and uh certainly didn't go very far and it, his parents were not well off and he had a very um not 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 tough but he wasn't in a position to have foreign holidays and just lived the 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 natural life of someone who lived in a lovely valley like that, and uh, eventually started running up and down the hills.
0: Yeah, and um, from reading the book I can see that some of his family weren't too impressed with him running up and down the hills. They just thought, oh he's just, you know, he's shirking out of work and responsibilities and helping on the farm, that kind of thing. Was it was found running quite something that was kind of just frowned on as a bit of a leisure activity in those days, was it a bit silly? Uh
1: yeah, very much so. I, I think also, almost to the point where training was frowned on. Um, you know, if you look at the things that people like Roger Bannercy used to do, um, you know, you, you weren't supposed to train like people now train, um, and he, he didn't in those early days. But yeah, he, he got told off by his family on more than one occasion um, for being on the hills rather than
2: helping on the farm.
0: Well, talking of his family, um, I'm just about to message Andrea, his daughter, just now to see if we can get them going on the live chat here with us. Um, So we did have a practice of this yesterday and it did work, so I'm hoping that Billy will appear uh, (laughs) very shortly. Okay, so, ah, I can see him on mine. Let me just see if I can add him on here. Let me add him. Oh, there he is, fully. And we are both in here as well so let me just get Billy into the middle that would be the best place for him to be oh I'm in the middle never (laughs) mind hey Billy how are you doing can you hear us
2: all right Claire hey the things you get me into
0: hey Um. can you see Steve as well
2: uh, no, we no. can no. We can uh, only see a picture, yeah, no, no graphic. No, oh, we mind. can hear though.
0: Brilliant! That's awesome. Um, so the first thing that I want, uh, thank you so much for joining us here tonight, Billy. It's great to see you again. Have you had a good day?
2: you Had a good day. Uh, yeah, all right. Been out on my bike and uh, yeah, we'll uh, get do the ride tomorrow and get me eight thousand this year, thousand a month, so. Uh, that keeps me uh, sane, I think. Well, yeah. That's my uh,
0: <laughs> so you do a lot of bike riding these days. Um, as we know, I've been riding with you, and you are a monster, quite frankly. <laughs> uh, but I just just going back to the whole running days. Um, I just wanted to ask you what you thought about this amazing T-shirt from Kong Running. Um, can you see it there? The picture of you going over the style. Um, what What do you think about the T-shirt? And they
2: had a poster of it as well, didn't they? Uh, yeah. Well, background to that was it was uh, um, a professional race. At, uh, I think I was nineteen at the time, and uh, it's a flat top of harness and cagrim back, just straight up and down. Um, and that was me coming over the fence at, at, at the finish. Uh, I think there's been a bit of criticism of a climbing the fence. Well. Uh, that's how it was then. That was the route: fifty yards from the start line, over the fence, straight up the field, back over the fence again. So uh, it would be frowned upon now climbing the fence. So how things change.
0: Yeah. And so is that one of the races that you won? First that one.
2: The first. Yeah.
0: The first one that you won. Oh, yeah, brilliant! Actually, and and what do you think of the t-tex? It's a little bit naughty, isn't it?
2: Sorry, Claire, I didn't catch that. it's a bit naughty. Uh, well, um, Paul rang me off to see if he could uh, use a picture in an advert. He didn't tell us what he was, uh, how he was going to use it. And I said, "Aye, hey, I mean, if I can help any, I'll uh, help him." And uh, and then that's what uh, kind of amusing, at least. Some people think it is, some might be offended by it, but so what? Couldn't give a toss, I'm 73 and I don't care what anybody
0: thinks. <laughs> awesome! Well the main thing is that you like it. I loved it, I bought one immediately, this is my one. But I've also I run a monthly competition and it's there's one in the monthly competition, as is a book from Steve, um, All or Nothing Nothing at All, your book Billy, so there's a signed copy of that in the competition as well. So Billy, I want you to be totally honest, um, was it good or bad? having
2: a book written about you? What well, is it good about having a book written about you? Oh, we well, can't talk about it at first, and, and I'm still not sure, but uh, it's out. And uh, like I say, if I anyone, I'm not sure anybody would be that interested in it. it is themselves, it's themselves, right the one.
1: There is a lot of people interested though, Billy, it's selling really well and uh, I'm just pleased that you cooperated and and worked with me on it because it was uh, an experience, I must say, just going through your life and your opinions and your uh, activities, it was a fabulous experience working with you.
0: Do you think it was a fabulous experience working with Steve, Billy?
2: Like I say, if somebody wants to do something and I've no good reason to say no, then we'll uh, see how it turns out anyway. <laughs> yeah,
0: and Steve was I just...
1: ask you a question, there. Yeah. yeah. Can I ask you a question, Billy? Um, you recently went out supporting a friend on a leg four Bob Graham round. Uh, how did that
2: go? Well, last weekend, are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. How did it go? Yeah, how were you? Did <laughs> you say? Yes. <Yeah>. Bloody, <laughs> awful. Bloody <laughs> awful. I'm not up to it anymore. Down it like I've got a hip that bothers me, and I come down. And then it transfers into my knee, so it um, was all right for kind of blood. And then I started coming down pillars, and the bugger started to hurt, and then it was even worse. coming up. So then, up and coming down, it was like a bloody old woman coming down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, oh
1: old man.
2: <laughs> big drum.
1: Yeah. Did it bring back some interesting memories coming down into uh, Honister? Of the day you had to stop on your own round.
2: Uh, I, I didn't bonk, but I, was, uh, <laughs> I, I think I come down faster. after that time. Yeah, fast, and this time, but anyway, okay. no, I set up up there and I could absolutely, in my own mind, I could see it all before I got there. And uh, there's a, a couple of little springs at the back of the fell and I walked straight to them. I mean, it, it's just all in there from, from the days you have been over it. So, so, aye, nothing new, but uh, pretty your legs don't work like they used to. <laughs>
1: well, what I recall so well talking to you is how your recall of races and events was so strong. And memories of where uh, checkpoints were on mountain marathons, for instance, and uh, you know who'd overtaken you where in a particular race in a particular year. You've got a phenomenal memory of those events, which is fantastic for an author.
2: You've got good memory. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, if you if you set off in races and, and uh, you're going around the course. Then and you were going to be in front, and you needed to do your homework. And, and I actually think I had a bit of a knack for uh, a memory of ground, anyway. Uh, I don't know whether that's bred in you or what the you know, generations of, uh, of people who brought up in lakes, uh, I don't know, but uh, anyway, it's, uh, it's like anything else. If you're really interested in something, then you, 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 you're better at it than, than somebody who's just half interested in it. So,
0: yeah. And um, Billy, have you got a record that you're most proud of?
2: No, well, I'm beginning to think where things have panning out. It'll be crap anyway. <laughs> yeah. oh,
0: say that again. Right. I'm really sorry, it broke up. Can you say that bit again?
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm beginning to think that. Uh, you know, I've maybe thought for years that Borodin was quite a good record and Wasilewski was a good record, but uh, my God, I'm having a bit of a rethink now. I, I just kind of think that uh, I should have applied myself a bit better, or, because they're going to get uh, they're going to get beat, aren't they?
0: I don't know. Just don't tell Killian that <laughs> you've done the Wasdale and the Borodin record. You still hold them from the 80s. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Maybe you should have done more training then, Billy. <laughs> ah, that's right. Yeah, maybe the bloody work got in yeah. anyway, you had to make a living, did not you? Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah,
0: less work, more training. Yeah,
2: just, just hobbies, just a hobby.
0: And Billy, what was it like um, meeting Killian when he broke the record and seeing him on the way round? Um, was it an exciting day for you or was it
2: a little bit bittersweet. Yeah, very much so. Like the man, he he came to see us before before he had an attempt, and uh, I wasn't in, I was out on my bike, but he he took the trouble to come back and speak to us beforehand and really took to to him, he's just just one of us. We we do it because we like it, never mind what he achieved at the end of it. Uh, uh, Basically, we do it because we like it. and no. Real good fellow, pleased to see him get the record. I expected he would, when he, if he was as good as they said he was. It took him a long time to come over, mind. But uh, anyway, pleased he did come and pleased he's got it. And who knows, some, someday, someday, will, it's a train as hard as Killian and of the background that he's got, then I do think it's open to quite a lot of people. But you've got to apply yourself like he did. If you want to be as good as he is, then it won't happen by accident. You'll have to work at it
1: but you you paid him a really good compliment, which is quoted in the book saying that uh, if you trained and you trained hard and long, if you trained like Killian, maybe you could have done an hour faster, which is a really nice compliment to him, but you trained massively. so I'm not sure if you could have trained anymore, but nice thought though. better. What ambitions have you got on the bike going forward, Billy? Any events in the next year or anything?
2: Any biking any events? on the bike? No, I'm going backwards on that and also well. <laughs> but, uh, I'm 73 uh, and I'm beginning to... Oh, I'm keeping selling fair, Nick, but I've... Uh, uh, I've stopped trying to get any better anyway. I'm not that daft that I, I can't say that I'm... Uh, I'm not going to improve anyway at my age and... Uh, and I'm not bothered, I'm really enjoying my biking, get out with some lads and uh, and yeah, have a good crack and, and a, a ride about. I think uh, Bob Whitfield just messaged and he's coming up uh, with his daughter uh, this weekend and he's message coming out for a ride together. So that'll be good, get together with Bob and, and have a crack. So maybe ride 50 miles or something like that. And, yeah.
0: I think that's good going <laughs> that's really good and <laughs> uh, so Billy when I was reading um the book I was just struck um how much time you spent in Borrowdale and I just wondered um about you do you have did you ever want to travel like the world I mean Josh Nader went to Pikes Peak and stuff like that did Did you ever feel like oh I want to get out of Borrowdale and do some some races all over the world or were you ha- are you happiest uh, racing in the Lake District?
2: Yeah, well, I mean, that wasn't an option. You leave school and you have to start work and, and earn your living. And, uh, and swanning about all the world isn't, uh, you know, I haven't got parents who uh, were going to pay for me, yarn anyway. I would have to pay for it myself, and I'm, uh, I'm quite tight anyway. I was kind of look after my money and, and, and uh, happy where I was anyway. I mean, come on come from work, put my shorts on, go for a run. Uh, Dear me, uh, get to bed and uh, get up with plenty of petrol in the tank, ready to go again. Uh, Be it work, or running, or cycling, or all three, that's good me, I've been happy with my life.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. And um, you've given me, uh, well, readers of Trial Running Magazine, and, and people on my channel, quite some good advice in the past on being better at running, um, do you want to just reiterate some of those tips that you've given me in the past? Um, I think one of them includes going to bed early.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, I'll 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 stick with that one. But other than that, uh, uh, I think a lot of people think that I, I was a complete bloody clown for that, the way I train. And my answer to that would be, like uh, it says in the book, the more you do, the better you get. And I think if, if people keep a diary and look at the end of the year look after, after 10 years of the career, which were the best years, I think they will coincide with the most mileage the most done in that year. And if that makes, well, that's, that would be my philosophy anyway. Uh, and if it worked for me, I can't see why it won't work for somebody, but as for fell running, uh, particularly when well, I say long distance, but didn't look on as long, uh, three or four hour races. Uh probably heard me say this before, but speed training, I just can't get my head around why anybody would want to speed, uh, <laughs> speed training when you you win a race at six mile an hour. What the bloody hell do you want to be running at 10, 12 mile an hour or more 15 sprinting? You know, there's no place in sprinting in a three or four hour race. If you've any any petrol left at the end and, and, and somebody was giving you a race, then you'd have to do your best towards a sprint. It lasts 100 yards, but you couldn't keep it going much longer than that, could you? So, I just, yeah, I just can't get my head around this, uh, the ribs and all that crap. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: and and I've, I've heard that, with your early bedtimes, Billy, I've heard that you have started going to bed at 7pm, so I think we have one more minute left with you, is that right? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, well, I'll, I'll give you ten minutes, but uh, you've probably heard enough <laughs> anyway.
0: <laughs> oh no, I was I was going to end it at seven. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm happy to keep chatting. That's amazing. Can I
1: ask Can I ask a question? Yeah, uh, Billy, <laughs> you said it when I spoke to you in the book. Um, anyone trying to do a double Bob Graham round was nuts. I think is I don't know what the word you use. Have you been following this guy, John Kelly? Who's doing all three big rounds now and cycling between them in one go? And what do you think of that kind of activity?
2: Yeah, well, I, I can see more sense in that. If you, if you were interested in doing something long, then then I, my my thoughts on that was rather than doing two big rounds, go and do a John Kelly, or or go on, if, if your name's Billy Blam, go and do a Billy Blam. Put your name to something different. Would be my thoughts on it. It's, um, all right, but, uh, that would be my thinking on it.
1: It's an awesome feat. I don't know how he's getting on. He's in the in the last round at the moment, so yeah, he's he's probably going to crack it. Up, all three of them under twenty four hours, I hope. So it's an awesome achievement.
0: Yeah, I looked just before we came on, and he was um, yeah. a few rose in. Maybe um. What? Maybe Andrea will let you watch the tracker on her laptop when this is <laughs> over, Billy.
2: Okay, hey, Claire, I'm got to bed again.
0: <laughs> you going to bed in ten minutes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that I'm uh, fresh and ready to go again tomorrow.
0: So what People time I think
2: that's sad, but uh, all that. Pardon?
0: <laughs> what time do you get up then?
2: Uh, well, more or less with daylight, but no, well, that would be lying because it's probably daylight at past five, but uh, if it's, if I look at clock and it's past six o'clock, then I get it. Mm. time of day not many people think.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's really nice. It feels special at that time of day, doesn't it? Um, we've got a question on the live chat, Billy. Um, I don't know if you um, have got a favourite race Rick Harwood would like to know.
2: A favourite race?
0: Yeah, a favourite oh, wow. race.
2: Uh, yes, well, obviously the Borrowdale, but I mean that's 20 years in or 30 years in or whatever, however many years it is now. I can't think, I wouldn't call it my favourite race now because I couldn't do it.
1: I not <laughs> get round
2: Yeah. Uh, so, but yes, that was uh, my Olympics in a way. It, uh, yeah, if you live in the valley and uh, it is a fairly well-known race now, and if you could, yeah, rather win that than, than anywhere else anyway. Race.
0: Yeah, it, uh, do you go and watch it?
2: Oh, I yeah. I mean, still help with uh, uh, dogs body that goes and puts flags out, finish flag, uh, finish flags, and and start flags, and bring them back in, and uh, yeah, and, and all this will as long as I'm uh, fit to do it. So. Yeah, the hour
0: uh, race is best. And um, how has our changed, Billy, over the years? Because you started off with no electricity and now you've got all mod cons, you've got Wi-Fi.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's right, me talking to you on this, this compaction <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, even a week ago I would, I would have said, well, no thanks, but I didn't, here I am. Uh, yeah. Yes, it do change. But, uh, things are in bother haven't changed for the better, and I could sit here and talk for a bloody week on it, but. Uh,
0: But it froze just That's at gone. the
2: right time.
0: Yeah, you're back now. It froze just as you said. You could talk for a week it, about it, bad maybe, things in Bordeaux.
2: Yeah. <laughs> That's Pardon?
0: what the computer said. No. <laughs> what's
2: that? Your, what's that? Your soup and Did Dirty water or what? Uh, well,
1: it's, it's one of these beery things, uh, Bill. It's especially uh, you. It's a Trappist monk beer,
2: for you. Tut <laughs> tut <laughs> Yeah, well, it
1: was a celebration. It's a big moment for me, getting this book published, after yeah, all this time. Yeah, good so, Yeah.
2: yeah well, I hope it goes well for you.
1: Thank Bit,
2: you. It's uh, crap subject. Never mind. Oh,
1: okay, okay.
0: <laughs> it's it's really interesting. Like uh, like so many people are interested in your character, Billy, because you just say stuff how it is. Um, and so many people these days they just you know it's all nicey nicey. They just gloss over everything. So I think it's just a breath of breath of fresh air. It's really nice to just hear somebody just go. Well, you know what? This is why I think, and I'm right.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, great way to live your life, isn't it? Say what you think, and uh, I don't go around with a bloody name plate around my neck or to, t- to say who I am. Uh, yeah, sad old world we live in.
0: <laughs> so yeah. you're not on Instagram or anything then, Billy?
2: <laughs> no, but uh, who knows? Who <laughs> knows? Yeah. Yeah. Now he's in social media in world. Yeah.
0: That. Well, yeah. Joss is on Instagram. Well, uh, a a really? Joss profile. Yeah there's, uh, yeah, there's a profile for Joss on, on Instagram. I want to sort of write under the post, uh, is this really Joss? Um, but I, I don't want to be rude.
2: <laughs> is it what? Is it really Joss? doing it himself. Oh, right. I can't be him. Oh, have not a clue.
0: <laughs> you never know, he could be a technological whiz.
2: No. no. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, oh, we've got another live question. If you've got time for just a couple more, Billy. Um, uh, Ralacon Ralecro- Rale- Ralecro- uh, says, what, "What did you used to eat before you did a race in back in the day?"
2: What did I eat? Uh, get up, probably have cereal. Uh, not much help, But if, if the race us uh, be three, three hours before the race, so that you've gone through your stomach. Apart uh, from that, I don't think it matters much what you eat. Uh, it's all fuel in it, and uh, as long as it didn't sit in your stomach when you set off, because you you not feel good if uh, the blood's uh, going to your stomach, processed food, and you'll go dizzy and things like that. So it's got to have gone through your yeah. system. Like I'm not talking here as a doctor, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just uh, i am just I picked things up along the way. And uh, when I first started going I used to come have some tea, and I mean some tea as in the dinner, and set off down that Borrowed road. And you would meet a, it is in dark, on the white line, by the way, <laughs> Steve. And uh, you'd meet a car coming, and because with the headlights in your eyes, because the was stress in your system, with you had just eaten before you went out, blotches in front of your eyes when the car went past. Yeah. Now then I learnt to stop having, having the dinner and then I could I could run down that road look into car lights and no blotches. So there's a there's a little tip for somebody who's just starting <laughs> yeah. okay. Do not eat do not eat before you set off to do the exercise.
1: But you're underselling yourself a little bit, Billy, really, because in the book I explain how you in the eighties adopted carbohydrate loading before the big events and you you detail some of the ones that didn't work and some of the ones that did because you fiddled around with that regime. So you were well aware of what what you were doing in terms of your eating regime later on in in your running career, certainly.
2: Well, if you don't learn so much along the way, then you're a bit thick, aren't you? Yeah, Yeah. 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 even even me, I mean, not the sharpest knife in the box. You pick up things and, uh, you know, a lot of people talk, uh, talk to me, and one word that, that really annoys me is now I've seen a lot of so called intelligent men with a fag in their mouth, yeah? Yeah. And about 20 store. Well, if they're intelligent, then I'm bloody really pleased I <laughs> Yeah.
0: And how. Yeah. how <laughs> <laughs> and how important was it for you, Billy? Um, like, how much did you get from being a builder? Like, did that help you, that manual work? Because um, you've never had to, you know, do any of this cross training malarkey, have you? You just did a physical job.
2: Yeah, well, I, I would look on that as an advantage, actually. Uh, bending down, picking stones, you're touching your toes nearly every time you, you pick one up, uh, and then lift it onto the wall or whatever. Um, all exercise uh, muscles need exercising. Uh, so no, I never ever saw it as a drama.
0: Did it ever make you really tired though?
2: Tired? Uh, well, likely not. I went out training. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> no. Did I Did I say about going to bed, Claire? <laughs> yeah, I
0: know. Yeah. yeah, you're going to be scandalised. I don't go you to bed
2: till like 12. You <laughs> come training, have some tea and go to bed. So you'll have yep. to redefine For that expression. Time. Work, run, bed. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> but when do you do social media then, Billy?
2: <laughs> 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 yeah, well, what time is it now, Claire? It's, oh, it's ten really past
0: nine uh, nearly. Uh, We're going to have to say yeah. goodbye soon.
2: What I do, what I do for you, special people. I discuss. oh, thank you, it. you're, you're
0: Thanks, Billy. <laughs> it's been absolutely fantastic having you on, Billy. It's lovely to see you because I didn't get to Keswick Mountain Festival. Obviously, it was cancelled, so we didn't get to ride together this year. Um, phew. <laughs> Maybe next year when <laughs> you're a little bit smaller. Yeah, well,
2: good to see you both and be yourselves. Yeah, yeah. 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 coming on. Thank, thank you. you. On. Thank Bye, you. Billy. See you
1: up now.
0: Thanks, Andrea, for letting your dad come on. Bye. <laughs> Bye. We'll have to wait for them to turn it off now. There we go. That was Billy Bland, everybody, all the way from Borrowdale. How fantastic is that? Um, so we're still here with Steve. Um, so yeah, that was fantastic, wasn't it, Steve? We weren't sure if that was going to work, but it did.
1: Phew. <laughs> What I love about Billy, he tells you when you're wrong. Um, I used to say, I'm coming down Borrowdale to speak to you. He, Is that all right? He said, no, you're not. I said, well, why not? You're coming up Borrowdale. <laughs> he insisted it was up the valley. So, yeah, just tell me when I'm wrong. Yeah. But also, I tried, to, I tried to write some stuff in Cumbrian uh, dialect, and he really ripped into me for that. So, yeah, oh. <laughs> don't do it.
0: Yeah, oh, we should have got him to say something in the Cumbrian dialect just now.
1: Yeah, one of his best ones was, you can't push a piece uh, piece of string, which was, I thought, you know, you can't make someone do something they don't want to do, which was really an expression.
0: Yeah, Yeah. I love in your book, you've got a lot of quotes, obviously, from Billy, because the book is about Billy, but all those quotes, because um, I've met him and talked to him and interviewed him quite a few times in the past, I can really hear his voice through the pages and if you've not ever been to see Billy at Theatre by the Lake in Keswick or at Keswick Mountain Festival when he does these talks then you really really must go and and see him speak because he is just a really lovely chap and um, he just as we saw there he just tells it how it is and he's he's an awesome lad
1: <laughs> well just to say but I've done about three different stage shows with him at various events and he always says don't tell me what your questions are going to be. I want it to be a surprise. And that works really well because he, he is a very intelligent person and he comes back with an interesting answer to anything you want to ask him is a, is a fantastic thing. I mean, he is really entertaining. So Yeah,
0: yeah, he is fantastic. Um, and that I think it would be a good time now for um, us to hear a, a short reading from the book okay. from you. Yeah. Is that all right? Yeah. Um, yeah, that would be fab. Thanks. I've so got,
1: got the book here. Um, I'm reading direct from it. Um, I'm going to go early. So I could have told you, this is his upbringing, I could have told you about his family background, his father's influence, his upbringing, school days, and why he isn't a farmer. I'm not going to say any of that. It's a little bit about him when he was younger. Billy was born at Nook Farm, which is just up the road from where he lives now. He was born in number 5 bedroom on the 28th of July, 1947. Life wasn't easy in the valley, though. The Bland's didn't get electricity at Nook Farm until 1960. That is when the mains arrived after a long-drawn-out community campaign successfully lobbied for the installation of power. So that's the setting. Billy Bland and his brothers certainly got a lot of freedom granted to them by their parents, as evidenced by something he tells me about attending the Wasdale show, which is way over in the next valley, as many, many people will know. I go with my mother and father in a vehicle and Stuart, maybe David, that's his two brothers, and I would run home over the Starhead Pass while they stayed for a drink. This was when I was a primary school, mind. Which fathers and mothers would set their kids off like that now. I'm sure I remember it right, but I could do 46 minutes to Seasway Yard from Burnthwaite, which is by the church in Worcester. And that's one of his memories of being a child and being given that freedom whilst he was a primary school. Amazing, isn't it?
0: It is absolutely amazing. And just while you read that, I just had I popped a picture up of, of Billy on there. Um, it's black and white, which is a shame because I presume that he had bright red hair at that time as well.
1: Um, is that the one of him at school? Yeah.
0: It, yeah. Um, yes. it, there's some. There's some really nice. I love how it goes through the book, and you gradually you get um, from black and white. You get to colour. Um, so if you want to see uh, Billy's actual hair colour it's uh, much the same as mine <laughs> so, so yeah, there's a picture of Billy there um, with his bright red hair um, and then uh, later on when he's um, doing his cycling uh, still, still, a, still a little bit gingery just there cycling for England there um, I've been cycling with Billy and he is a beast like, he's, he's in his 70s, I'm in my 30s, and he's a lot faster than me, so he's still got well, it.
1: <laughs> his cycling ability is immense. I mean, he's a, he's a podium standard age group cyclist. If he went to the world's level, he's, he's podiumed at the world's level, which is fantastic.
0: Yeah, he is amazing. And he did say to me that he, um, if somebody was putting it on and asked him to go along, then he would be interested in doing the Land's End to John O'Groats kind of cycle ride. So yeah. Oh, yeah. If, if anybody is interested in that, then definitely contact Billy. Um, I was thinking, oh, maybe my dad would do it, but my, <laughs> my dad's not in the same league as Billy as, as, at all. Um, so, do you want another
1: bit from the book, or do you want any more questions? Yeah, to to you? have
0: you got time for another bit from the book? Um, and well, then, and then it be we'll to
1: be something about his early racing or something about his thoughts on Boredale, you. uh,
0: Should we go for his thoughts on Borodale? just because a lot of people know about his racing and they can find that out quite easily but this is a a different thing and then we'll just um, have a little chat with you about what's next for you um, and then um, we'll leave it at that and that's the book
2: launched.
1: So this is just a little extract I could have gone on about the the story about the weatherman is in the book Uh, what he thinks about some of the agencies uh, who are operating in the latest thing, uh, and his activism, he's, he's an activist in certain areas that comes out that people obviously don't necessarily know about. But here's a little of the background, direct from the book. Billy Bland has lived in Borrowdale all his life and has seen the many changes that have occurred in the last seven decades. He has some very stringent views on what has happened, and what is happening in Cumbria, and has a deep passion for the area and its landscape. At one of his talks, he was asked about the Lake District being a World Heritage Site. He's alluded to this earlier on. His reply was, I could talk for a week on that subject, just don't talk to me about politicians and that. The Lake District is seriously going backwards. Less wildflowers, no fish in the beck, and once sorting out. We moved swiftly on at the talk as the audience were there for running banter, not a lecture. Later on, I had a conversation with him like this. He continues, really getting his stride. We could have the birds we used to have and going even further back eagles and pine martins, I knew plants because I collected wildflowers as a kid. Now that's a thought, You know, Really bland, collecting wildflowers. But it seems to stick in me. If there is something round about you each day, do you not want to know its name? If I was born now, would I be interested in wildlife around me? Much of which isn't there anyway. So he's a very thoughtful and deep person when it comes to thinking about the environment. Uh, and he's got some stringent views, I might say, which are, again come out in the book
0: yeah i mean it must be such a shock for some somebody born without electricity to then come like he's been on the cusp of all those developments hasn't he He's seen everything like right from no electricity to electricity all mod cons, everything and um yes it's a much easier way of life but is it better for the wildlife and the environment around us probably not Uh, so Yeah. (laughs) yeah it's like humans see it as going forwards but uh, it might not be the progress that we think it is and then um, I think that's going to pan out over the next 50 years for sure um but anyway um so you've you've obviously written um this amazing fourth book um which we've launched tonight which is absolutely fantastic go and get it in shops now available presumably at all good bookshop bookstores and maybe some of the bad ones as well and um, I just uh, yeah, would like to say thanks very much, Steve. And um, Do you have any kind of ambitions um, for a fifth book or, or any future um, types of books, any topics that you really want to cover?
1: No, I'm retiring there. Really? That you wasn't know, what you were expecting to hear, was
0: it? Uh... I hope not. <laughs> you I must can't have retire given yet.
1: It's pre- prepared ad-lib. Um, I-, I liken my thoughts on that book that's just come out to what rock bands say when their new album comes out. I think it's my best work yet. Uh, other people will make their decisions on that. So I might stop while I'm on a high, but mm. some things have happened recently that have triggered a really interesting thought for me to think about what I might write about next. And I've actually started the research. So I'm kind of, this is a this is a world first for you, Claire, because Ooh. I haven't really said this in public. Um, so the latest edition of Forerunner, uh, was the 50th uh, anniversary edition, and Brenda Robinson wrote a piece about um, early ladies' uh, adventures in trail running, fel running, and how it was difficult for them to get in. Very interesting uh, perception of that. And what has happened recently with um, Beth Pascal taking the women's um, Bob Graham time, and Sabrina doing this fantastic time on the Wainwrights, which she uh, didn't want to become a record because of how she suffered and had to have a bit of support. But there's been some brilliant performances, Jasmine Paris's Little Spinks. So I think, and I have thought for a long time, there's room for a history of women's involvement in fell and mountain running. I always used to say, I don't think I'm the person to write it. Maybe it should be a woman. But several people have said to me, and uh, that's that's wrong thinking. And uh, so now I've actually started the research and uh, If Sandstone are listening, a synopsis is coming your way pretty soon. Um, but yeah, so that's my plan is to write that aspect, um, incorporating stuff that's happened more recently, but also uh, the, the struggles that they had to get in to, to the sport and how they couldn't race. And it's mirrored in other parts of athletics, with the marathons and the 800 meter limit and all this stuff. But I think, I think it's a brilliant story and I have now good network contacts. To, I think, to to get to some of the people in the early days and interview, um, you know, people like Carol Greenwood Carol and Ruth Pickvance and, um, and Helen Diamante, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: all those sort of people. So, you yeah, know, I, I, that's where I'm at. I've started the research, the files open on my computer, and I'm on a roll. So hopefully that's something that will come along sometime in the future.
0: Awesome. I cannot wait to read that book in particular. I think just recently as well, there's been a real push over the last kind of five, maybe no, probably five years um about women's sport women in sport women running um so i think now is a really good time to do a book like that and um, and i think as a as a person who has um so much store in the history of foul running i think you're absolutely the right person to do that steve um you're great at the research and you're great at putting it all into a nice entertaining read so so yeah that would be amazing yeah,
1: just had a message uh, pop up on my iPad screen from, I think Helen loyals probably lo- logged into this, this session, and she's saying, yes, Steve, go for it, so yeah. that's uh, a friend. He's, he's given me a thumbs up for it so that's even awesome.
0: better yeah. awesome yeah. well we've got um several people on the live chat saying yes that would be amazing so guy for example says omg that would be an amazing book please do write it and rich simpson says cheers for all your work He um looks for he looks forward to getting and reading the book soon and he says don't retire please your new idea sounds days <laughs> it's fantastic um, well i just want to say a massive thank you to you for uh, coming on tonight steve and for launching your book with us here at wild ginger running it's been an absolutely fantastic night i hope everybody has enjoyed the chat with steve and the little chat that we had with billy earlier on the wi-fi was sketchy but you know he got on and he said some pearls of wisdom there um so thank you so much steve good luck with the book sales and hopefully we'll get you back on to launch your next book about women in foul running in a year or two's time.
1: Okay, can, can I just give a shout out to anyone who wants to know where to go and buy it? Yeah, um, sure. Press, my publisher, we've got an online site where you can buy it directly from Sandstone Press, uh, Google for them. An um, the, uh, uh, independent bookshop in uh, uh, the late week would be very helpful to me, Sam Reed, the bookseller in, in Grasmere. They've got a fantastic service by their online site. Um, so they're another one to consider for making new purchases, they, both of them as publisher and the bookshop have been very helpful to me getting this book out and about, which has been difficult, to be honest, in this particularly difficult time. Um, so, thanks to those for them.
0: Fantastic. Well, I'll put links to those in the film description below. So, go there first. Um, I'll do them just after we end the live broadcast. So, go there first. And this will be a podcast as well. Oh, is it going to be an audio book? We had a question about that. Is the book going to be an audio book? Um,
1: <laughs> I haven't actually done audio books for any of the books yet. So. It's, it's something I might consider. It's not necessarily in my hands. It might be something the publisher thinks or doesn't think is a, is a worthwhile uh, track to take. So, well, thanks for the, the thought, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll certainly look at it.
0: Yeah, because a lot of runners will be wanting to read it. So, like people are really into listening to podcasts on the run now, so listening to books on the run. Um, it's a great way to digest that kind of information.
1: They are all Kindle versions, by the way. So, all four of them are Kindle versions. Yeah.
0: As well. Okay, brilliant. Okay, well, thank you so much, Steve. I'll leave you to celebrate further. Are you going off out for some beers now? Well, celebrate?
1: Because Ma- Maura and I are going out for a celebrating meal tonight for the launch of the book with two very good friends of mine from the running club. So, uh, uh, I'm, yes, I'm celebrating and, and dressed for it. So, but it's really been—I really thank you for having us on and uh, facilitating this because it's just been good with the difficulty of not being able to hold a normal one mean this I hope has got the message out and people hopefully have enjoyed it
0: yeah I think everybody's enjoyed it very much so thank you so much Steve and we'll say good night to everybody now good night everybody yes Hi, it's Claire here. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. These live chats take place every Wednesday evening at 6.30pm UK time on World Ginger Running YouTube channel. And the link is in the show notes.